Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Peter. And this is Tom. And you're listening to History Teachers Talking Podcasts. All right, this is Peter Zablocki and Thomas Reska, and welcome back to our podcast. Tom, I feel that we started this podcast now in the third year just so you could do this episode. I don't know about this episode. We had a couple other ones that uh, I was really into also, but this is definitely one that um, I guess is a little bit more up my alley than yours, I would say. Yeah. You would say this. This is your life, man. I, mean, I wouldn't say my life. You're kind of putting it a little bit too far there, but like, I, it's it was a um, you know I remember it as you as you do too. I and knew it as well. Like, it was a major event, and, and it was actually you know so basically we're looking at something that uh, took place um, over 30 years ago, and we're wow. going to look at the um, this event that really rocked comics, and it still lingers in the public imagination. It had a lot of effects, not just on the comic book world, but on the pop culture world, and even the mainstream media. That a lot of people probably don't realize, and it, a lot of it, it kind of s- wasn't meant to be that either. It became a much, it's a good example of an event that just blew up and became very big. And they, and everyone tried to repeat it and try to duplicate it, and they just couldn't do it. Well, yeah, it's like they, they tried imitating it. And I guess we should actually say it because we keep on going down the bush, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though even it's in the title. But today we're looking at the uh, Death of Superman comic book. So the event of Death of Superman, what led up to it. Um, we're going to detail, I guess, talk about the comic itself a little bit, but also some of the, uh, like you said, the influences, how it affected the world in pop culture, how it was translated into many different languages, how it was um, and really bursted the comic book um, investor bubble. So yeah. and it, just, it had a lot of like, lasting effects that even 30 years later people still talk about whether it's whether it's some of those things or getting new readers in that will that will discuss it was this event that you know people were, were like oh i remember seeing that or i remember hearing about that and it was just like the, it was a big event not just in the comic book world is what i'm basically trying to say yeah and I, that's the thing that we need to talk about you know this isn't just about a comic book this actually is the time when a comic book translated into full-fledged media we're talking cnn, CNN nbc yeah. this became a news, like, news week news event news- Newsweek, right? everything, everything. Yeah, Time Magazine put a piece out as to like, what is the world going to look like without Superman? I mean, this was a, a phenomenon. This was huge. And a, the one thing you just mentioned that's really interesting is that you said this was translated to many languages. My first copy of The Death of Superman is in Polish. I actually own the whole black cover, you know, with like the bleeding Superman sign. Like I own that in, in Polish and I have I'm actually holding it right now. I have my Polish version with me. And I have my American version. I have them both. And I think that that's something we're going to talk about as well, because so many people had it because there was this belief as, of like, you have to own this because it's going to be worth so much money one day. Well, yeah, that was part of it. You had a lot of collectors. That, it's also just people that wanted it because they wanted the comic. You see a lot of people that maybe read Superman when they were younger, heard that he was going to die. It was actually, it got leaked out that he was going to die. And then when that news got out, they're like, I wanted to buy this comic. And I guess we'll, we'll get into that in a few minutes. I think we should maybe do a little backstory to it first. Yeah, so why is Superman so um, important? Um, and, why, like, and why DC decided to do it. And also, I don't think it would have been as big of a deal if it was someone other than 
Superman. I know people, I say people, people who know me might call me a Superman mark, I guess, and stuff like that. I wouldn't compare it to like the other, some of the other heroes, but it's just because, you know, he is the superhero. You don't have anybody else unless you have Superman. That's a whole, I will argue that very easily to anybody. So try me. Let's argue. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm drawing the line in the sand. No, but um, if another hero dies, it's not going to be a big of a deal that yep. other, because it's not Superman, but when Superman dying, it's more than just Superman. It's the, you know, the ideal of Superman, the concept of Superman, the goodness of the moral, the goodness of Superman. Yeah. I mean, it first appeared in action comics in 1938, right? So right on the eve of world war two, great um, middle of the great depression. Yeah, middle of Great Depression. I mean, and Superman was obviously everyone kind of knows it, right? Fictional character, Krypton, all that good stuff. But it's a, what he comes to represent, and this idea of hope, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what it, you know for children growing up in a Great Depression. It was this idea. It kind of established and popularized the superhero genre. Like it didn't really exist that well until. No, you had some. You had Tom Strong. You had like the Phantom. So you had issues like that. But a lot of it was sci-fi and westerns. Superman was really the first one that really caught on. Yep. It assembles the whole thing, you know, having like the secret identity, right? And stuff like that. The superpowers, the tights. That's that's Superman. Like everyone else is somehow or another a copy of him or let's do it differently than Superman. So, but that's what it is. Yep. And it really came to be intertwined with American culture. You know what it meant, like fighting oh. for good and yeah. against truth, evil. justice in the American way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, literally, that's the that's the tag. That's literally his tagline. Yeah, he became so entrenched in American pop culture going forward that just thirties and then you know forties, so on and so forth. Yeah. That he kept Jerry having- Siegel and Joe Shuster. We have to give them credit. Yes, you know? so give them credit, obviously, for that. Yep, and the, the character had been invented and reinvented for decades. A couple of times, yeah, yeah. It, there was, a, it was the Superman. He was actually a villain at first, yeah. So there was other things in it before he became the one from Krypton, like we talked about. But that's he, he was, but he's a cultural icon, obviously, in the United States. But what's happening, all right, over the time is that he the sales were going down, and a lot of people were saying maybe Superman's not what he once was. And so because of that, they decided, you know, um, what what is one way we can get him to be popularized and become, become more, relevant. Become right. relevant. And one was it was to finally get him engaged to Lois Lane. That's really where all this starts. You should say that's the eighties, by the way. We're talking nineteen eighties now. Well late eighties, early yeah. Late yeah. 1990s when they well when the late eighties when they're talking about it, nineteen ninety yep. when they actually Clark Kent proposed to Lois Lane several times. <laughs> yep. Um she finally says yes in a nineteen eighty issue and it's a spur of a moment um it's a spur of the moment decision where the, the publisher was just kind of like the writer was just kind of like sick of having her always turn him down. Yeah. So he's like, what if she just says yes? And he asked the publisher in the last second and the publisher said, yeah, okay, well, fine, do it. And so that's when it actually comes out. And then, but the, the issue was, is by doing that, now they had to have him actually marry her at some point. So it was two years later in 1992 when they finally realized maybe we actually have the marriage. We've been teasing this for a while. She has to like, you know, know he's Superman and then they have to get married. Don't you have a framed or like, didn't your wife get you a framed cover? I have the wedding, I have the wedding issue um, framed. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. It's, I have it somewhere. It's interesting. See how romantic you are. You have a, a framed comic book of, of Superman being getting married. And you say you're not a big fan. I never said I'm not a big fan. I just don't <laughs> let it like, I said, it doesn't just like dominate. <laughs> you know, like, like, 
like they find me, like you're saying. But uh, yeah, and also, so like, he agrees to get married. They they agree like, we're gonna we're gonna get them married and everything like that. But then also in 1992 is when uh, Lois and Clark and New Adventures Superman is about to debut on TV. And we met. We saw that actor. Remember, you and I went to Comic Con or something, and he like was just nonchalant walking past, like chilling. He, and he, he's a lot smaller than you. Yeah, I was very surprised. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's still a bigger dude than me, but like he's but, like, shorter he, than you. Uh, uh, yeah, I was like, that. It's not Superman. And he like <laughs> he like smiled at us and said hi, and we're like, hey. Yeah, I didn't didn't say it quite like that, Pete. But um, no, he definitely gave us a smirk. He said, "Hey, what's up?" Well, I was I think I was wearing a Superman shirt. Yeah, yeah, he like he definitely was like, "What's up?" And we're like, "What's up?" And we're like, kept on walking. But I'm like. Like, oh God, that was that was him. I was in red. Yeah, but it was yeah, and then so <laughs> that movie, so that show is coming out, and they decided that they didn't want to confuse people. They wanted to, to go along with the comics because it's it's that's about like Lois and Clark first meeting each other, and like oh we don't want that you know we want the people to be like oh will they or won't they? Even if anyone who knows anything about Lois Lane and Clark Kent, you know they're you know that's they're destined to be together, but they kind of wanted to make it more of like a will they, won't they thing on TV show. So we have to delay it. So how are we going to delay in the comics to correspond with the TV show for when they finally, they wanted it to be the same time when they get married on the TV show. It's when they get married in the comics and they did ultimately do that. So this, well, the thing here is that they were like, as you mentioned before, they were building up to this moment for like a year worth of issues. Oh, years, years, and years, then all yeah. of a sudden, the WB people come in and they're like, "No, we wanted to correspond with our show. We're not at the show yet." So the whole yeah. buildup of what you guys just came up with for the past like two years, let's say, it's yeah, done. Come up with something else. Yeah, come up with something else. Yeah. So they're having these pitch meetings, and they come up with, "Yes, all right. Well, let's have like him. He, he, he can go to space for a while. Lois can lose her identity." And stuff like that. So this is this a bunch of these different ideas. And it's one man by the name of Ordway. He just said, like, in a moment of like frustration, like, they get mad. It's like, let's just kill him. All right, Let, let's just kill him. And then one of the other writers by the name of um, Dan Jurgens, who is a famous um, writer for Superman later on, he was, was toying with that idea of like, what would the world be like if Superman was gone? Right. And he pitched that to the group, and they kind of like, all right, maybe let's figure this out. And you have to understand too, and this is going to be like throws people for a loop a lot of times when you say this, this wasn't the first time that they killed DC, killed Superman. There was a story. Like a ghost at one point, a couple years There was 1961. There, were, there was an imaginary story where he where he died. In 1987, he faked his own death. They even did that parody of that on the Superpowers TV show. When I remember like Superman pretended to be dead and they showed, the, it was actually the episode was like called The Death of Superman. Like it, that came out in the 80s. So yeah. they, this was the first time they've done it. But what happens is they decide, all right, we're going to kill him. So let's come up with a story and kill him, and we'll get to that. But what basically happened is then there was a um, Long Island um, newspaper who just happened to come across a comic preview magazine where mm-hmm. they kind of talked about killing Superman. They, and if you read it, it kind of also says you know, he's going to come back, but it doesn't spell it out exactly like that. And it just catches on. There's not really any other news stories going on that day. So the reporter spun it into the front page news. It just said Superman dies. And that was on the news. And then other newspapers picked it up. And then it just be, it exploded. Massive media attention. And that DC didn't even have a press release ready for it. Nowadays, they do anything. They have like press release ready for it. You know, yeah. Superman does this. Superman goes here. Uh, Superman's son is binary, which is like a new thing. Um, all this other stuff. They put press release out. They want to get ahead of the story. This is the story now. Like Superman is going to die, and people yeah. are like losing their minds over it. No, like Newsweek, People Magazine, uh, New York's Newsday, NPR has special shows yeah. on it. Yeah. CNN, this, like we said, cultural, like just, just 
shock, right? Washington Post starts to speculate, like, will this death last? Will it not last? Comic books have never, in the history of comic books as a medium, gotten this much attention. This and much, I yeah. think, and I think a lot of it stems from not just the fact of like that it's a comic book, but it's just the the actual character himself. This is it's Superman. Superman. It's it's what he represents, like we said, like and, the, the and you know the wholesomeness and you know and why are they killing him out of all people? Why Superman? And why Remember, then? Right? Why yeah, why, why then? late eighties? Yeah. Why early nineties? What's happening? Right. It's almost like a like a social commentary. Like, it, do we not need Superman anymore? Like, have American values change culturally um, as to, to what? Yeah. We look up to now. There's a lot of deeper meaning into this than well, just absolutely. comic book Especially. character. Yeah, and, and and during that time too, you have well, in comics anyway. You have like the birth of a lot of the antiheroes in the '90s. Like if if you're a big comic book person, you know the early '90s are not Punisher well known. Is huge. Are not well known for their like great comics because it's just like so like a lot of stuff is over the top, particularly like the late '90s too. Um, it's looking like the Thor from the late '90s is very different from the Thor now. Um, but going back to this, yeah, it's like the antihero, the Punisher, even Batman. Um, uh, in mid nineties, you have like Cable, Deadpool. They all come out during that time. And these that's what I read. It was like the violence. The nineties was kind of viewed as like a violent decade. The beginning of the nineties. And Superman was that establishment, but he was still like he was like the original. So like killing him off is like, oh man, what's happening to like our values? If you know, yeah, like are we looking up to like vigilantes? Like yeah, uh, if, if we're okay, instead? yeah, if we're okay with Superman dying. Yeah, now what does so, that say about a culture? No, this is pretty legit stuff. So then they, they decide, like, how are we going to kill him off, right? And yep. they actually create a character to kill him off, and it's pretty simple. They create this um, monster, right? I'm sure you've heard of it. It's Doomsday. almost too simple. It's almost too it's, simple. And that's what a lot of people criticize, that it's too simple. It comes out of nowhere. Yep. You know, and if you look at him, he's based like the Incredible Hulk with spikes. And they do later on. Doomsday is a much more in-depth character now, if you read the comic. Yeah, they come back. up with they, comic books later on with the backstory. Yeah, they explain, explain it and stuff like that. And it was never going to be just a death of Superman. So it, what it's basically, it's split into three parts. You have the death of Superman. You have um, the world without a Superman. And then you have the reign of the Supermen, which is, that's basically like the th- issues. If you ever buy like the um, graphic novel, that's Superman. It's all of those together. Right. So, well, I guess we could talk a little about that when we get to it. But basically, how does he die? So, and, and they also, they wanted to show Superman was um, vulnerable because people, a lot of people who remember reading Superman, especially in the Silver Age of comics, like if he sneezed, he put out solar systems. Like that's how powerful he yeah. was. So, when they did the, um, in 85, when they did the, um, Re, the reboot basically of a lot of the characters, he was depowered. He's gotten more powerful since then, but he was kind of like weakened a little bit to the point where, you know, he could actually be killed and that's something that they did want to show that superman was vulnerable that was something that they are really the writers thought they wanted to show that it would be important to show that superman was vulnerable when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply the, what happened at this moment, right? Where this took DC and mm-hmm. the comic book world, no one ever expected. Yeah. So when this comes they out- They have to keep it up. That's the thing. They kept this up for three months. So people actually generally were like, wait, is Superman actually gone? Yeah. Especially they, since they, they, they replaced him. It. They replaced him with Superman, M-E-N, right? Yeah. It wasn't oh. just him. I, I remember. So basically they kill him off in the comic. The comic itself, I, I want to get back to it, is an interesting comic because if you start in the beginning, it's not. It's, it's several comics. It's several issues when they first introduce It doesn't just 
go right to Superman fighting Doomsday. He fights the Justice League, which is a whole other thing. It's not the Justice League you're thinking of. It's not the Zack Snyder one, you know, yeah. Batman and Cyborg. This is like Guy Gardner, Bloodwing, Fire Ice. It's like B-level heroes that no one's ever heard of. It's, again, it was not great 90s storytelling, right? Yeah. But if you read the comic, as you go through it, it's interesting how they did it. And if you have the comic in front of you, Pete, you can look at it so everyone has it at home. The issue is issue number 75 when he actually gets, when he actually dies. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, know exactly where you're going to go with it. You're talking each, about the frames. Each frame gets, it gets less and less. So each it goes page, like, like, each page 16, six, like 16 pictures, 15 pictures, 14, all the way down. And the last picture is just one, it's just one frame, which is that famous one of him dead in Lois Lane's arms, right? Yeah, the that's a double, the, that's a double pager. Which is when they punch, it is when yep. they punch each other. Yep, all one pagers. One, one, one. When they do that, clap, they both do the double punch, or the window shatter, Doomsday dies, Superman asks Lois if he, you know, did, did, did he stop him? Yeah. Is, is Doomsday done? They said, yes, he saved him. And then he dies in her arms, and that creates all that doubt. Isn't you know, that, that crazy? Famous... I'm literally holding that comic book and have it open to this page, and you remember exactly yeah, I, don't, what I, I, I do not have it in front of me. That's probably, yeah, I know. I know pretty, that's what I'm laughing. I'm like, you actually remember exactly <laughs> what's written in these little boxes, dude. And then Jimmy Olsen sees the picture, sees the Superman cape on, it kind of looks like the flag, and that creates hey, the. Hey. Yeah, that takes a picture, picture, and that's the image that you see on a lot of the comics. But a lot of the comics also, they were selling. This is the first time that these DC was putting out all of these like different types of issues. So it's like you can buy this variant issue, covers. the yeah. variant covers, uh, the ones in the bag, a white bag, a black bag. And the bag came with like an armband that you could wear to like you know because that's what they wore in the funeral later on. That you could wear the armband. You had news channels that actually did segments. Uh, you can find them on YouTube of like actors pretending to be Lois Lane, pretending to be different heroes, being like so sad at Superman's death. Saturday Night Live did a sketch on Superman's death later that on later that week after Superman yep. number seventy five came out. It's considered like one of like the best like um, comic book Saturday Night Live sketches. I don't know that's kind of a weird comparison, yeah. but it but it, it was voted as that by like um by different comic peak. book magazines. Yeah. yeah, because it was like you know it was like wholesome, but it was also funny, right? Like Black Light, Sinbad, Sinbad was it? That's what it tells you the time frame, right? Sinbad yeah. was trying to was Black Lightning trying to get into the. I wonder uh, if our I wonder if our listeners know thing. who Sinbad is. He, he was funny. Sinbad, Sinbad was he funny. was funny. I had nothing yeah. against Sinbad. We should do a podcast on him. We should. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they, they came out with video games based on it, and it was huge, and people were buying it. Um, stores had to only sell; they had a limit of one per customer because yeah. people were buying so many, and this comic book stores loved it. But it was creating a bubble that was bound. And that's, yeah, that's the key here. Because DC winds up shipping about 2.5 to 3 million copies of that just one issue on the day of release, right? And it was and still sold out in they made, a, they, made, they made a ton of money off of it. Yep. It's, it's um, really saved them. It saved DC and saved like the, the comic book. DC made $30 million just the first day of that comic book coming out. Yeah, from one issue. In, 19, in 1992, from one yeah, comic from one book issue. issue. That's crazy. Yeah. But so explain the bubble, like right? Because this is the key here. Of a lot of these retailers are like, "Holy crap, well, this thing's going to keep on selling." So well, they had, yeah. they buy like, they buy a lot because what because what they saw is like, "Hey, if you have Superman number one, it's worth a lot of money." But a lot of people realize it, but a lot of these spectators didn't. So they're going and buying a bunch and they're locking them up in like safes, thinking that this is going to pay for my kid's college. And like, no, not if there's three million issues out there. The reason exactly. that those ones are those ones in the 30s are so expensive is because they're from the 30s. Or and there's from like the, 50 or, left, right? Yeah, or they're from the war era. Because that's where a lot of them are worth a lot of money. Because they had, you know, you would read the comic, buy it for a nickel, read it, and then turn it back in and 
you know, yeah, for scrap drives for, 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 for uh, paper, yeah, for, paper for World War II, and so they're worth a lot of money, and a lot from the sixties and stuff are worth, you know, are worth a decent amount of money. But the Death of Superman one, you can go online, you can buy an original copy in the bag still for two dollars. Like, yeah. they, it is not expensive. But there's so many out there, six um, million they, copies to be exact. Yeah, there's so many issues just out there. That Versus the gonna, first one, I think there's fifty copies left of the first one. Uh, of like on, on okay, action comics one yeah, yeah. So occasionally, occasionally a new one pops up something like that but like it's just one of these things where like it, it they were expecting it to be worth a lot and then it, they started seeing the downward trend later on when Superman actually comes back um he's resurrected in adventure Superman number 500 mm-hmm. which also like this milestone issue but already you saw the um, comic book shots by that point thought hey man that you know 75 was so great now he comes back this is gonna be bigger they, they ordered pre-ordered so many it just him coming back was not as big of a deal as him dying. Yep. So so much so that I was reading a couple of these articles that there are people who like went to comic book shops years later with their kids and like, oh my god, when did they bring Superman back? Like, didn't even know that the character yep. was brought back just a few months later, because again, yeah, it was just, just like, why? But I remember hearing about. It. I remember I remember coming downstairs one day. My mom was like, um, Tommy, uh, the Superman's dead. And I was like, wait, what? Like, it was like, oh, what yeah, do you dude, mean? I wish I was a fly to wall, man. You would, you are probably like, no. I remember, the, I, remember, I remember the TV show coming out, so I was, I was like, "How can he be dead if the TV show's coming out and stuff like that?" And you know, another reason they killed him off was because of the um, how badly Superman Four did the yeah. Quest for Peace. The last yeah, Quest I did for read that. So that was another reason they wanted to like reboot that franchise. So you know, killing him off would help. But a lot of people would argue that was the whole thing was a publicity, a publicity stunt, and they say it really wasn't. It was a mistake. Our plan was yeah. not to kill him off, and you can actually see that just on how they plan things. But he he is killed off, and there's a couple issues of basically you know um, what he, world is like without him. Um, if you read the comic, Bill Clinton is in and Hillary Clinton are in the comic book giving a speech. Yeah, in the, in to, the funeral. At the funeral to Metropolis, yeah. um, basically saying and you know talking about the world was taking Superman for granted. So let's, you know, what's the world be like lab? You see, like, you know, like Batman's like not there because he's like he's there, but he's like grieving in his own way because it's Batman. They still have to make Batman cool and stuff like that. Yes, um, grieving his own way. <laughs> yeah, because it's Batman, you know. Um, Batman. <laughs> and you have like the Kents and everything like that. But then, you know, they they have a couple issues of he's actually gone. Like, what is the world gonna be at like without Superman? And there are a lot of people who said they should have left him dead for a long time, like make it like a year. Like yeah, but really even three months in like, a weekly comic book, right? Think about it. That's four that's per month. That's a lot. It wasn't just um, it wasn't just Superman. It's some Superman, Men of Steel, Adventure Comics, The Adventures of Superman, Action Comics. So it's a lot of variation. Yeah, he's, t- he, he's tied in with a lot of other stories. So make it that long. That's that's a long time. Yeah. And then they eventually they, they're going to have the reign of the Superman when they bring back a bunch of different ones. And some of them actually stuck last around. longer. Yeah, they yeah. stuck around. They stuck around. They've become other characters like John Henry Irons, like Steel, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal played him in a movie. Um, you have a couple of Superboy, obviously, to bring him back. Well, so that, real quick, right? So basically, for those of you that did not read it, I assume maybe some of you did, but initially the way they phased him back in is they well, created these ones. new yeah. characters that were like fake Superman that were trying to basically fill the void in the the DC world of Superman. And one was Superboy, right? And then there's one of them became a bad guy, I think, right? Well, Cyborgs, you know, so Cyborg was supposed to be like the technology. I said, he's basically, I don't know, you want me going into detail about all this? Yeah, I, I mean, know. just real quick. So how does Superman come back? Where, where, Like, where was he? What's going on there? Well, his body's dead, right? Cabinus, which is like kind of, it's basically like DC's version of like S.H.I.E.L.D., more or less, right? Okay. So they're like these researchers. They steal the body. Lois Lane and Supergirl steal it back, right? They put it back in the tomb. Then they go to it another time. 
and it's gone. Where did it go? No one knows where it went. Jesus so it over here. It's like Jesus. Well, it's, it, it, they have that basic thing. It's kind of like yeah. the princess's bride, right? Like there's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. And that's yeah, kind yeah. of how they explain it later on is that he was dead by human standards, but not by Kryptonian standards. Okay. So he's brought back by the Eradicator, which is the one that you see later on, like the glasses, like the like the visor yeah, that yeah. shoots energy. So he's like his energy being, he brings him back to the Force of the Solitude. He's in this healing matrix where he's going to stay and he's slowly recharging. Because, you know, he gets the power from solar energy and he's slowly going to wake up at some point, right? So that's the whole plan. In the meantime, when that's happening, you have the bad guy Superman, the cyborg Superman, who's this astronaut who's mad at Superman. It's his whole other backstory. You have the clone Superboy who um, Lex Luthor basically made. And Lex Luthor, if you read Luthor in the comics, he's different Luthor than you're thinking about. He's got like red hair and stuff yeah, like that. long red he's, hair. I'm looking at it right he's, now. He's dating Supergirl. He's basically the original Lex Luthor in a clone body who has an Australian accent. It doesn't last that long. Like I said, this is 90 comics, not the best ideals here. Um, Superboy, who becomes a really cool character. He's annoying in this. Like He's the definition of like a annoying 90s teenager. They said he was this, the like, MTV Superman. Yeah, he has like the... Um, he has, like, the jean jacket like the the wow. earring and stuff like that he's all like he if you read the kind he's like talking like you know yeah kid what are you talking about also you know he's like yeah. very like whatever cool but he superman. wants to be he wants to become a different character a cool character later on when they reveal that half his dna is lex luther and half his dna is superman so that's kind of cool that happens yeah. like later on um and then you have steel which is never he's the only one that never claims to actually be superman he's the john henry irons a construction worker who gets saved by superman Later played by Shaq, like we talked about. Yeah. And then you have the, the last son of Krypton, which is the um, eradicator program, basically, that goes around. He's just, he will kill bad guys. So he's going around. And they're all fighting the, who's going to be the real Superman. Until the real Superman is resurrected. Uh, basically, the real That's Superman comes back. three months Superman, of Superman comics. Real Superman comes back, gets his, gets his suit back, whatever. He comes back, though, wearing that um, black and... Um, white suit, which yeah. actually influences things later on, like in the Zack Snyder Superman, um, suggested he, he uh, actually wears that. And it's become like comic book fans love that costume. But he also comes back because the new writer takes over. And Superman 501, the new writer takes over, and he wanted to change how Superman was drawn. So he, that's why he adds like the long hair. People always like, well, why does Superman have like a mullet now in the comics? Yeah. And it's simply because the, the new writer wanted to change him a little bit. The new Draw pencil yeah. on the So let's uh, let's talk a little, little bit about the fact that you know we keep on alluding to that this comic book burst this bubble and it, it kind of oh, yeah. affected comic book sales well, in the future. Of, uh, so a lot what, of shops well, yeah, a lot of shops closed down. Like they buy so many that they expected to sell and it just doesn't. Like the fad kind of just wore off. It did bring new readers into comic books, so a lot of people will credit I got back into reading comics from reading uh, Death of Superman. That's something that Jurgens talks about a lot of his interviews. He's like, oh, they Hundreds, thousands of people every day come up to him, you know, when he goes to these conventions and say, you know, that issue is why I got back into comics. And then that's why, how I got my kids into comics and so forth. They'll say to him stuff like that. So it did bring a lot of readers into it, but they weren't necessarily collecting just Superman. They might say, oh, let me look at Daredevil and look at Spider-Man, right? So it's, yeah. it got branched off. So you, you got more readers, but it wasn't necessarily just Superman readers. It was just kind of the genre as a whole. And it burst that bubble because it also, they realized these are not the investments I thought they were. They're still valuable comics that pop out, but they're not going to yeah. be these, you know, $100,000 investments that I can trade for in like 20 years. That's not going to happen again because there's so many being printed. There's so many will be printed, yeah. And you know, and like they said that Marvel kind of jumped on this idea too and they Spider-Man yeah. had a kid and that was the design of they needed yeah, something the clone, big. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, like, it encouraged we a lot of – yeah, it encouraged a lot of um, comics that do like – to make like 
like a change, like like basically like not be afraid to do a change. So there's some other things like the original Flash dies. Well, he actually died in 85, but then they brought, you know, so they have that. Wonder Woman dies. Batman gets his back broken. The original Green Lantern becomes a bad guy. Like you said, Spider-Man has a kid and he's then Spider-Man's a clone. They become that whole clone saga stuff, which if anyone knows comics, they're like, oh, but anyway, but it's like things like that. So they're changing characters for the sake of kind of changing seeing what sticks. And a lot of the stories, they stick around for a while. Some of the stories, they change. Yeah, even Marvel has done it even at other times too when, they, when they'll kill certain characters off and they'll be gone for a while before they come back. I remember Captain America died not that long ago. I feel like I read that comic. At the, at the, end, of Civil, at the end of the Civil yeah. War arc, yeah. But, but they bring him back. It, he didn't really die. It was time bullet or whatever. Like, there's always whatever, things like that. Yeah. But think of like what Marvel movies did. So you would think that Marvel movies would bring back and like almost resurrect comic books, which uh, as an art form – Comic books overall, just even pop culture-wise, they're they're dying. It's a dying breed, right? Um, right now, you have, most of the stuff is going digital. A lot of the comic books that are being drawn are going direct to digital. And if so, they're not being – especially post-pandemic, comic book and comic book stores are going through kind of a crisis right now. And I think it's very interesting because Marvel and overall superhero, especially since what happened since Iron Man – like resurrected this idea of like comic book superheroes. And yet the actual source material somehow did not get the same boost that you would expect, right, from these huge blockbusters. Because you would think like biggest, you know, money-making blockbusters for the past decade are superhero movies. And like, why is that not translating to comic book sales? Because it's not. Well, it's different. I think a lot of times that you have the different, someone, a lot of times you'll see these movies and be like, well, that's not what it's like in the comics. Yeah. You know, that's what a lot of people will say. You have all the, you have those fan, and you have those fan reactions, okay? One way or the other, good or bad, right? Where they're going to, oh, this is, you know, not like the source material. The, the Hulk wouldn't get beat like that, or you know, Thanos should do this. Yeah, so you have a lot of people that capture that sort of stuff, but it's just like really just enjoy it. I always say, like, it is what it is. But it did. It, it, um, sometimes they catch on and sometimes they don't. That's basically what's, what's going on. But it's what the Death of Superman did was it was like the event comic. And a lot of the event comics since then haven't really caught on. The movies have. Yeah. But a lot of the event comics themselves, like where we're going to have the death of this character, or we're going to have, you know, the Age of Ultron is another example of these. It's just, it, some catch on and some don't. It's a, lot, it's a lot hit or miss. It's like some of the movies. Some of the movies have done better than others, yeah. you know? I mean, it did kill off uh, Iron Man. I mean, talk about a big... Uh... Uh, hopefully well, that's not a spoiler, anyone. I, I assume. Yeah, but then I heard... I, I think he's coming back. That's what the new thing is now. Tony Stark will be back in the... One of the really? new Avengers movies, and I so I may because you have the whole multiverse now, so you can just get them from some different world. Oh, jeez, or, or something like that. So it's comics. It's any, no one actually dies for good. You can always bring someone back if they want to. If the character's popular enough, all right, or they can work them into a story somehow. The character's going to come back. But again, it's just I don't. Know, I really want to stress just like how it just was such this big pop cultural thing. Really, because there was not not much else going on. If there were other news stories going on at that time. It probably wouldn't have been as yeah. big of a deal, but it just became a um, huge deal, and it changed changed everything. And uh, comic book wise, comic book wise, you did mention something uh, earlier before that I kind of wrote down. I figure I wanted to come back to at the end because Superman exemplifies and really embodies American values and American culture and society. Uh, Superman right now of twenty twenty three is changing, and characters are being introduced. There's different versions of the character being introduced yeah. for the modern world. Which Chinese is, Superman, you have right? African American Superman. Superman does have, he's been married to Lois Lane since the 90s. Well, they did change that a little bit in New 52, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but he did marry Lois Lane. He has a son. His son is um, 
I think he's is gay. Bi. Is he gay or is he bi? I, I think he's bi. I could be wrong. Um, yeah. So you have you have you have that going on. You have there's a new Superman and Lois TV show on, which I haven't really watched, but I heard is very good. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm surprised you haven't watched that because you were like I've seen kid. it. I've seen a couple episodes here and there, but it's just one. I I will watch it at some point. I was a big Smallville fan when that was on. That was obviously a big thing. And again, why was they said one reason why Smallville was so popular is because it happened shortly after 9/11, and people wanted to go back to that like wholesome feeling of yeah. like that superman gives you like you know he's he's just here to help us you know what i mean yeah. S- that small town you know all shucks attitude you know and a lot of the best comics like the graphic novels are a lot of these superman ones they just like retell the story again which they're going to be doing again if you're following you know comic book news and the stories are making let's do another superman origin movie it's gonna have a new superman coming soon he's gonna be younger and here we go so yeah. i did uh get my kids um a story arc of the three smaller comic books about uh, Superman against the KKK. Good way to introduce my kids, uh, my, my own kids, to history. You know, here's Superman fighting the KKK. Again, it's just such an important figure in, in American history. All right, so this is an unconventional. This was an unconventional podcast episode, but I think we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it as much as Tom did uh, recording this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry if it was a little bit of rambling here and there. Um, it happens. And then there was a special Krypton and... Okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I know you make fun of me for sports. I get to make fun of you for this. Stop it. Just because I I make fun of you, I make fun of you because you don't know sports. Well, that's what I mean. All right. So I'm going to make fun of you for knowing (laughs) Superman a little too much. All right. What what, what can I say? It happens. uh, That's right. That's right. We all have our own strengths here. It's all. It's everyone has their thing. That's right. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in once more. We really do appreciate it. You can find us at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com. Please leave us a review. Click that subscribe button wherever you listen to us. Uh, It really helps us out. And I guess till next week, guys. Enjoy. Stay safe, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. The Battle of Waterloo was one of the most famous turning points in world history. But what happened next? My name's David Montgomery, and I'm the host of The Siecla, a history podcast that tackles exactly that. Join me as I cover France's overlooked century in between Napoleon and World War I. The Siecle, spelled S-I-E-C-L-E, is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and can be found wherever you get podcasts.